Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Buenos dias. Welcome back to the Had to Be There podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 45. I hope that everybody had a wonderful holiday season. A very happy new year to you. I'm so excited to be in this second season of the Had to Be There podcast and chatting with new people and hearing these incredible stories from all over the world. Today's episode is one that I actually recorded with our guest um, over the summer, I believe. So that would be back in like July, August, maybe of 2022. And hearing her story just about new beginnings and finding yourself really spoke to me as to how I go into a new year. And I know everybody's all new year, new me, and have all these lofty resolutions. And that's great. And I always set goals for myself and whether or not they come to fruition is another story. But I think it's great to go into a new year with some sort of goal in mind, personal or professional or what have you. But really, it's just a great time to wipe the slate clean and it can be anything that you want it to be. In today's episode, we are traveling from the European country of Belgium to the ancient city of Cusco, Peru in South America, a place steeped in history and culture. Nestled in the Andes Mountains, Cusco was once the capital of the Inca Empire and is home to many important historical sites and landmarks. From the famous Inca Trail to the breathtaking ruins of Machu Picchu, this city really has something for everyone. But Cusco is more than just a city of history. It's a vibrant hub of art and music and cuisine with a rich and diverse culture that has been shaped by centuries of indigenous, colonial, and modern influences. And as we're going to hear from our guests this week, it's a whole vibe. (laughs) So come with us and explore the colorful streets of Cusco, meet the locals, new and old, and discover the magic of this amazing city. This is Cusco, Peru. Right. Maya, welcome to the Had to Be There podcast. Hey, Kelly. Great to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you. But before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself and help us get to know you a little better? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Maya. I'm from Belgium, but I'm living in Cusco, Peru for the past 
seven, it's going to be seven years. Um, you know, I was supposed to stay here for three months, but then it was kind of that had to be here moment, uh, which is why I love your podcast, Kelly. <laughs> and uh, I am a functional medicine certified health coach. So I work online with my clients. And then here locally in Peru, I am a singer in bars and hotels. So um, it's a nice combination kind of of my online job within the evening in-person job. Oh, I love that. That's very exciting. You have two very kind of distinct pieces of your life there. You have, you know, the structure of your day job and then you get to do um, like singing and tap into that artistic side at night. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So being from Belgium, did you get to travel much growing up? Um, it was kind of the the common every summer going to the beach in Spain kind of thing that we all do in Europe. <laughs> so we go to Spain or Portugal or Italy, uh, but mostly Spain because I have family there. So we would go there every summer, um, just spend time at the beach with the family. But I never really traveled outside of Europe until I really was 21 and moved to Peru, basically. So tell me about that first trip to Peru. What was the planning process? What made you choose that destination? What was it about the country that drew you to it? Yeah, I remember that ever since I was 14, I told my mom, you know what, I'm going to move to South America. <laughs> wow. And she said, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I started studying Spanish actually when I was only 14 because I, you know, those summers in Spain, I got curious about the language and sure. um, I started studying with my own vocabulary lists and music and I didn't really like language classes, but I liked imagining having a conversation and thinking like, hey, how do I say this? How would I be able to answer to that question and right. make up these conversations in my mind? And then when it, at university, I saw that there was a possibility to do your internship in your last year. You have to work somewhere for three months as your internship mm -hmm. and you can do it in Belgium or in any other country. So I was like, oh, I wonder what the possibilities are in Latin America, right? Wow. And yeah, there were two, um, two collaborations with my university that were situated in Latin America. And one was in Mexico City, which was working at an international office of a university, um, like huge city, huge institution, right? And then the other mm -hmm. option was Cusco, um, where the, right where the Machu Picchu is in Peru and working at an NGO where they train local single mothers to become teachers in Spanish and wow. uh, yeah, help them coordinate everything and the volunteer work. And I was like, okay, that sounds way more interesting. I don't know <laughs> anything about Peru, but let's do this. Wow. That's incredible. So you just kind of picked up your life and were like, okay, I'm going to live in Peru for three months, you said, right? Yeah. And then was the plan to then go back home to Belgium or was there a part of you that was like, if this works out, I'm staying? <laughs> yeah, the plan was to go back because that idea of when I was 14 was like kind of washed away because of all the 
rational reasons. Sure. I was thinking, okay, you know, Belgium, you can have a better life, uh, European standards, um, mm -hmm. benefits for employees, uh, social security, whatever it is. And I said, no, life is better in Europe. I'm going to stay in Europe. I'm just going to go three months and come back. Okay. But then I guess after two, three months, I had a feeling of, hmm, there's more for me here. So, so wow. still thinking I'm going to go back to Europe. I said, you know what? I just want to stay here for now, um, mm -hmm. extend for another six months and then we'll see. And I want to go home to Belgium when I feel like going home, you know, because right. I felt like I had to be there. <laughs> right. No, I hear you. <laughs> what did your mom have a hard time when you told her you were going to be staying? Well, she was like, have fun, but come back. <laughs> and I said, yeah, 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 mom, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. But then I stayed six months longer. Then I got a job here, one year contract. So one more year. Then I said, no, I want to stay a little bit longer, six months more. And then until I stayed for like three years and I said, okay, enough, enough wow. of Peru. I want to go back to Belgium. I miss my family and I want to start over there. And I tried, I tried going back. Um, and it was this whole reversed culture shock, right? Where yeah. I was 21 when I moved to Peru. So I do feel like at the age of 24, when I tried to move back to Belgium, I felt like my whole personality and my being and my ideal self had come out to play. It had all formed and shaped itself here mm -hmm. in Peru, not in Belgium. So going back to Belgium was kind of like going to another culture, another country for me that, yeah. that wasn't part of me anymore. Wow. That must have been quite an experience. I mean, this place that you knew as home suddenly doesn't feel like home anymore. Yeah, it was, um, it was quite a confrontation with myself and okay, what am I going to do now? Right. And it took me a year to actually admit to myself, you know what? Um, Maybe the place where I feel happiest, unfortunately, is on the other side of the world for now. Right. And so mm -hmm. I just need to accept that that is my place now. And I had that talk with my mom, right? She, mm -hmm. and she said, you know what, just go. I can see you because she visited me here in Peru too. She mm -hmm. says, you know, your eyes just have a, just shine brighter when you're in Peru. And oh. for now, it's just your place. So I said, you know, I don't know if it's forever and ever and ever, but for now, yes, this is my place, right? And I'm staying here. But I always say right now I'm 28. So imagine I was 21, right? So I kind of right. grew up here. And now I say, who knows how I will feel when I'm 30, when I'm 35. Around That's these true. ages, you change so much and you want different things. Mm -hmm. And now I love being that singer and have a lot of friends here and social life and be spontaneous. But maybe at one point I will feel like more settling down or being in Europe or I have no right. idea. Yeah, absolutely. That's very, the fact that your mother said that to you, you know, that she acknowledged that, yeah, you, you shine a little brighter, you know in Peru than yeah. you do back home. That's very validating. I give her a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah. And I remember there were more people who said that, who were like, hey, Maya, even when I see a picture of you in Peru, you look very happy. Oh, wow. Wow. 
That's great, though. That's really <laughs> great that you found that there. Tell me a little bit, what is it like living in Peru? What were the biggest changes and challenges that you had to face? Yeah, there? I'd say that the biggest um, adaptation and changes and challenges were in social life and timing. <laughs> mm. Kind of the way Peruvians go about their day and their schedule and uh, how they make friends. Because, you know, in Belgium, everything's more structured and planned and we arrive right. early or on time, right? And we <laughs> love planning out our free time. Like everything is scheduled. Want to go for dinner with me? Okay, let's Put it in our agendas for next right, week, Friday, right? right? Or in two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> and in Peru, I mean, Peruvians do use a schedule for their work. Peruvians mm -hmm. do work very hard. But once work is over, in the evening, they just spontaneously, you know, here I come home and I'm like, hmm, what do I want to eat? You know, and hmm, do I feel like seeing people or do I just want to be right. alone on my couch? And what I love is that you can just kind of go with that flow of your energy levels or what you feel like in the moment. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Do you feel social or not? And you can just go with that instead of in Belgium, I'd have to force myself because I don't want to cancel my plans. And then you're sitting there having dinner right. with friends, but actually you didn't really want to go. Right. 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 Just because I agreed to this a week ago, doesn't mean that I want to be here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with a Peruvian person, when you say, Hey, let's go for dinner on Friday, then if it's Wednesday or Tuesday, they would be like, I don't know how I'm going to feel on Friday. Right. I can't commit to that right now. <laughs> That's valid. I understand that. <laughs> how funny. Do you remember, was there ever a single moment when you had first moved over there where you really felt at home in Peru? Mm, love that question. Yeah, I remember... The moment I started making friends mm -hmm. and the moment I saw how the friends of that friend <laughs> would really embrace me into their group. And I just saw how Peruvians are so curious about each other and really want to know each other. I just felt embraced and welcomed and at home. And I said, hey, maybe this is because I'm a foreigner. Right. Mm -hmm. But then the moment I sat at the table and I and I gathered two or three Peruvian friends who don't know each other. Mm -hmm. And in Belgium, when I do that, I have to kind of be the host right. uh, or hostess and be the glue between the people and be like, mm -hmm. hey, you do that. Hey, you have the same hobby, right? Okay, talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and here I don't have to do any of that. So the moment oh, I was wow. sitting at the table, having three people there, me just sitting there watching them interact. Mm -hmm. And from... Minute number one, they're like, oh, you know that person. Oh, I know that person too. And oh, you live there. And they find things that they have in common. And I don't even have to be that person introducing them to each other. And right. that felt very freeing and fulfilling for me, really. Wow. That's great. That's a great moment. I like that a lot. Yeah. Tell me about some of the things that a visitor or a tourist should definitely make the time to see in Peru, aside from obviously Machu Picchu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I knew was here, right? It's Machu Picchu. <laughs> but honestly, um, here in Cusco, Peru, 
every tourist will agree with me, every traveler or backpacker who has been here or every expat, right? Digital nomad. They mm -hmm. will all say, you know what? I was gonna stay for a week <laughs> to visit Machu Picchu. And in the end, I stayed for a month or two because there's so much to see and do apart from Machu Picchu here in Cusco. And there are all these other ruins that you can visit and just beautiful scenery, beautiful hikes you can do. There are the rough hikes that take five days high up in the mountains, but there's also sure. close by one day things that are not touristic at all. And just um, taking the time to live here a little, to experience life, to meet local people, to just have no plans at all and see how your day fills up itself and just walk around the city center is for me. My favorite activity is just walking through these little cobblestone streets in the city yeah. center. Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then going to a coffee shop, maybe taking your laptop or your diary and just, yeah. you know, the sun is out. <laughs> the Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. I love that concept of like just, like you said, going with the flow and you know, being spontaneous and seeing where the day takes you. Like yeah. that sounds so incredible to me. And I just know I would never be able to do it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just, I feel like I'm always so stressed out about like, what's coming next? Like, what do I have to do next? You know what I mean? Like yeah. my brain is always moving like that. But when I think about like a real uh, vacation or like break, mental break, mental, you know, unplugging <laughs> that's the kind of thing that I think of like just just letting the day happen yeah Cusco would yeah. be a perfect place for that when are you visiting <laughs> Kelly <laughs> I'm gonna come down and stay with you Maya <laughs> hey you have your local guide you're always welcome here <laughs> but that's the Tell first thing I had to learn was to yeah. was I really trained my flexibility in life. Yeah. That's the biggest life skill that you train here in, in Cusco because you need to be flexible. Otherwise, I mean, I see tourists or expats here as well who who come here and then they decide to live here, but they are so um, frustrated and negative mm -hmm. about life here because they're just stuck in their ways, mm -hmm. wanting to be able to predict everything and sure. then just uh, swearing about, you know, all these uh, Peruvians that are late or things that get canceled. <laughs> and yeah, that's the way it is here, but it also has its beauty, you know. So if you don't go with that flow or ride those waves, you will just bump into a huge wall and get really right. frustrated. Absolutely. That's a great point. <laughs> now, so I was on your website earlier, uh -huh. um, poking around, and I saw you mention... Um, one of the things that you're still not doing, um, <laughs> is cooking at home. 
<laughs> yeah. Tell me a little more about that. <laughs> you know, my boyfriend does not believe me when I tell him that I'm actually a really good cook because I never cook here. <laughs> but in Belgium, I loved making these, you know, vegan, gluten free and just, you know, healthy recipes and mm-hmm. all these uh, desserts as well that are healthy and nice and good. Um, but he doesn't believe that because I don't make any of that here because <laughs> food is just so good and cheap on the streets and so healthy. Yeah. So I can go to the market here and have a $2 menu um, that has like a quinoa soup and then my main dish with maybe some chicken, veggies, rice, just everything with my apple juice or another drink that they make freshly for you. And two dollars, you know, I can't make that food at home with all the time I waste and the ingredients I have to buy for two (laughs) dollars. How funny. What is the best thing you've eaten since you've lived in Peru? Hmm. Um, There's this one sauce that's very hard to explain that I love. And it's the salsa a la huancaína. And it's like a yellow sauce that they put sometimes on top of pasta or sometimes on just a couple of potatoes as an entry dish. Um, Or even they have a recipe, ají de gallina, which is pieces of chicken in that yellow sauce with, with, with some mushrooms. And, you know, the ingredients are very particular because I don't remember all of them, but I saw it at a, a workshop once. They basically just throw everything in a blender They just throw in their um, Mm -hmm. yellow pepper, um, cheese, vanilla cookies, (laughs) and I don't know what else, but um, like curcumin powder, that's why it's yellow, right? And the yellow Mm -hmm. pepper and stuff. And so, so many ingredients that I don't even remember, but that are so random. And peanuts are in there too, by the way. And when you mix it all up, it becomes such a good sauce that I would just Mm. eat with anything, really. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yes. (laughs) So tell me, I mentioned your website, but tell me a little more about uh, being a functional medicine certified health coach. Yeah. So um, I was really struggling with my health when I was 15. I had fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. Um, I had all these, I mean, that's the diagnosis they gave me, but basically I was suffering from yeah extreme fatigue, muscle aches, digestive Mm -hmm. issues. My immune system was off everything. My whole body was just not functioning the way it should. And it got better over the years. Doctors didn't really know what to do, but I I started looking for my own solutions, right? I was studying everything there was to study from mindfulness to healthy lifestyle to nutrition and trying to get better bit by bit. But I didn't really get to that point where I wanted to be in my health until I moved to Peru. So that's another reason why I had to be here, Kelly, (laughs) because my health just started improving Mm -hmm. so much. And before I came to Peru, I couldn't even walk upstairs. It was too painful. I had these massive muscle aches in my legs. Mm -hmm. And when I got here, I started working full time, dancing salsa after working full time, running upstairs. And I was so active and I said, why, you know, why? I didn't understand why. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, is it the natural food? Is it the flexible lifestyle? 
Is it yeah. the dry air? You know, I'm at a, I don't know how much sure. that is in feet, but I'm at 3,400 meters mm-hmm. altitude, which is a lot. So the air is very dry and I've always felt better in a dry environment as opposed oh, to a humid environment. Sure. Yeah. And so I said, why, you know, why do I feel better? And so after those three years of living here and thriving in every way, um, and I went back to Belgium, I said, you know, I found functional medicine o- online and it said, you know, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome are just names for a group of symptoms. Like mm-hmm. fibromyalgia is literally the name for muscle aches, right? right? But it doesn't say where it comes from. Why is your body not functioning well? And that's what functional medicine is, right? Going upstream and seeing what triggered it, what what caused it and treating the cause. Um, right. So I said, okay, I want to know what caused my problems, you know? <laughs> and I talked to a functional medicine practitioner. We did some tests. In the end, he found all kinds of stuff like my liver was full of toxins, like mm. um, rubber, plastic, gasoline. Um, I had mold issues, like from everything that I would breathe in or put Mm -hmm. on my skin in Belgium. And that's probably what caused all these symptoms. Just, I mean, my body exploded because I didn't have the right enzyme to detoxify my liver. So it just all got stuck there. And that's when my body exploded. Right. Mm -hmm. So then talking to that functional medicine person, we were working together. Um, I was improving first my digestive issues and so on. And then she said, you know, Maya, if you like working with people and you know what it's like to have been through chronic disease and you know so much about this already, you know, you've been studying for 10 years just to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. Haven't you thought of a career switch? Wow. And I said, no, (laughs) I never (laughs) thought of doing anything else. I I was in the management and business world. I I thought, okay, that's where the money is, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I never thought of helping others who are struggling with the same thing. So yeah, that's when I started studying. I was in Belgium and I was studying um, at the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy from the US. And just a whole Mm -hmm. year of coaching skills and functional medicine and positive psychology and all that good stuff. And I was like, I can't believe that I'm studying what I would, what I loved reading for fun before. Right. 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 It sounds so logic, but I never thought of doing that professionally. Yeah. So yeah, now I am doing that. And now I created uh, a community called healthy high achievers who are exactly the kind of people that you were talking about. You know, when you say, I need to know what's next. I can't turn off my busy brain. (laughs) (laughs) So that's exactly the kind of people I have in that community of from the US, from Europe, who Mm. need a little bit more of that Peruvian lifestyle, right? And I always say, I I used to say for years, you know, a combination of a Belgian lifestyle and a Peruvian lifestyle would be ideal. You know, a bit, (laughs) Peruvians need to plan a little bit more. (laughs) Right, right. But we in Western cultures need to let go a little bit more and just go with the flow. Absolutely. That inspired me with my knowledge in functional medicine and coaching. I said, okay, how can I combine all this for people to learn that combination and to really start listening to their body 
and start going with the flow and plan, but don't plan too much. (laughs) Right, right. That's amazing. That's very cool. Um, So before I let you go, I have two last questions for you. Mm. The first is, why should Peru be at the top of everybody's bucket list? Hmm. I think, well, I'm I'm inspired by what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Peru will help you slow down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will. And especially like Cusco, that. not Lima. Because Cusco, um, <laughs> Li- do you know Lima, Kelly? <laughs> it's, yeah. very, it's a very busy city. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's stressed there. So no, not there. (laughs) So that is not the place for me. No, no. (laughs) But so Cusco is like, I can see people who are spiritual and people who are not spiritual. They all feel it. They feel Mm. that the energy is high in Cusco. There's so much mystery around the Incas and we still don't know much about what they did or how they did it. Um, But they picked Cusco and Cusco in Quechua means belly button. So they picked Cusco as their capital city and called it the belly button of the world. Mm. And so I can feel that, you know, belly button kind of that's where your intuition is, you know, your solar plexus. And I can just feel how Cusco opens up your intuition, helps you slow down. And Mm. everyone who comes here has something to work on or to heal and can feel that energy shift. So even if that sounds very woo-woo, I mm-hmm. I can tell you, I see very scientific people, people yeah. who are engineers and IT people who have a hard time connecting with the oh, emotional sure. and the intuition. I can see it happening everyone. And that's the beautiful thing about Cusco. Oh, that's wonderful. I think Kelly's so, coming coming soon. Right? I know. It's, it's moving quickly. <laughs> She's looking for flights <laughs> people at this very moment. <laughs> what is currently at the top of your travel bucket list? Hmm. Yeah, something was at the top, which was um, when I was 19 and 20 in Belgium, I was a buddy for exchange students in Belgium. Hmm. So I, I met so many people from all over the world. And I made this one friend, um, she's from the Canary Islands and I've Mm -hmm. never been there. And so that was what, nine, 10 years ago (laughs) that we met and she's living in Germany. So she visited me in Belgium after that. Anytime that I go to Belgium, we try to meet up somewhere, but I haven't visited her, like her home place, right? Because she oh, doesn't wow. live there anymore. But she said, hey, we should go one day when I'm there and you're there. Yeah. And her mom is asking me, Maya, when are you visiting? Oh, how <laughs> sweet. And so I had my flight right before the pandemic hit. Let's oh, say, no. I guess it was the 14th of March or something. And I had my flight oh, the yeah. 17th. Oh, yeah. wow. So I remember I said, you know what? This whole lockdown thing, if I get stuck on the beach in uh, the Canary Islands, I'll stay there. And my brother, (laughs) it's just a sign. (laughs) Yeah. My brother was like, Maya, this is a real thing. I mean, this is, this is serious, you know, stay in Belgium. And I said, no, but it will be fine. And then of course my flights got canceled. So I never went. Um, And then I haven't had the chance until now in about one month. I'm actually going. (gasps) 
Oh, how exciting. Finally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you'll oh, see pictures on my Instagram. I'll finally be there and I'll be so yes. happy. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Good for you. Yes. <laughs> Maya, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and tell me about your story and finding yourself in Peru. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank Where you, Kelly, can... for inviting me. This was really yes. nice and a really short and nice interview. And I, I love the other talks <laughs> on your podcast as well. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Where can we find you if we want to connect? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. That is uh, Maya Lombards. So my last name, I hope you can put it in the show notes, Kelly, but it's Maya with will. a Y. And then Lombards is L-O-M-B-A-R-T-S. So, um, yeah, that's my Instagram, Maya Lombards. And then my website is mayalombards.com. That's simple. Excellent. I will be sure to include links for all that so people can easily find you. And this has been so fun. I hope that you'll keep in touch um, and send me a postcard from the Canary Islands. Oh, I will. And by the way, for people on my Instagram, there's also, I, I record some episodes on Maya's Peruvian lifestyle. <laughs> so if I you want to hear more about social life in Peru, I have an episode on dating Latino men, <laughs> which is the most popular episode. So uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely check that out. I love it. Perfect. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Kelly. This was nice. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own had-to-be-there memories.